to Late Night Talks, a place for growth, stability, and transformation. The podcast for men and for the women who want to understand men. My name is Amy Jo. I'm a certified clinical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and a life strategist. Here, we take you to the next level of self-understanding mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's podcast. How's it going? Lovely to have you here tonight. I hope you're having a great week so far and that it's productive and peaceful all the same. I want to welcome some of the newest listeners from Guana, Finland, New Zealand, and Israel. Super great to have you join. My apologies for not being here last week. I have some things shifting in my life, and I'm just kind of getting things organized for that. And I also decided that I'm going to be starting another podcast over the next couple of weeks. So I'm really excited about that. I'm not really sure where it's going to go, but I'll never know until I try. So I'm going to share more of that later on as it gets closer. I would like to greet Indonesia tonight (laughs) with this Indonesian language. Okay, here it goes. Hello, Teramakisitela Berikabang. Did I say it right? (laughs) Oh, well. Let's just move on. That's supposed to translate as hello. Thank you for joining. So anyway, a friend of mine suggested, I think it's a great suggestion, actually. There's so many different languages and countries tuning in that it can be very difficult to follow along sometimes, especially with my grammar and (laughs) sometimes how I speak. So I'm going to be leaving a transcript in the description of this podcast. And if I'm not able to leave it there, I'm going to put it as a blog on my website, just so it's there and you can go back and read it if you, if that's easier for you. My website is consciouswisdomhealing.com and you can certainly go there and find it. Hopefully I can leave it in the description of this podcast, but I'm not sure yet. So someone had shared a topic idea tonight on how to stay positive in a negative environment or a negative world that might seem out of control. And honestly, I thought it was pretty fitting because I feel like so many people are feeling the same way lately. You know, life can be really tough and I talk to enough people and rarely do you hear a person say life is easy. And it can sometimes just feel like a battlefield for some people if you really listen to their stories. But we have to remember as well to, to know that it's okay to not be okay sometimes, right? We all have our moments, even myself, I come on here and I might come across as positive all the time. And I am for the most part, I definitely am. I've always just been that way. But I get down, I cry for the world sometimes, you know, and and that's okay, we should honor every emotion that visits us. 
These emotions are like visitors. They come, they spend a little time, and then they eventually go. It's just like the seasons change. So do our feelings and our emotions, our situations. Change is inevitable, as we know, in our personal world, and as well as the world as a whole, right? And that's how, that's really what we have to focus on, that no matter where we are today, it's not going to stay this way. We as humans have the power to drive any change if we're willing to really. And it's about finding that emotion within us that's strong enough to want to shift that energy and make that change. What we allow in through our five senses is going to have a profound effect on the output. So the key is to become more aware of what's going in. What are we consuming? I think a majority of people would agree that the world at the moment might seem like it's getting darker. Or for some in the religious sector, they would say that we're in our final days. Who really knows, right? But one thing that we're being shown from what's happening, you know, it's almost as if we're experiencing a moral deterioration between these mass shootings, racial hatred, maybe um, social injustice, incivility, government corruption, hunger, and terrorism. And these things are very hard to understand why. We can easily get so swallowed up by this pool of negativity. Recently, social media, especially Instagram, appears to be the new alternative for sharing bad news. You know, we're not just seeing it on TV anymore. It's, It's like a contagious disease that is spreading to the masses. And it's it's even, it's affecting my mood. And I know it has a lot to do with the algorithm and what you choose to watch. Because if you show interest in one story, these platforms are going to share more of those stories with you. So I guess, I suppose I've been pulled into this negativity a little bit too much myself lately. I think it's important to, to first talk about the deeper issues of why this darkness is happening before we get into the good stuff of how we can become more positive through it. And I might be stepping on a bit of a slippery slope here, (laughs) but I don't mean to. This is just my point of view. When it comes to humanity, I really believe that we are in a spiritual crisis all around the world. We are experiencing a moral collapse. And this has nothing really to do with organized religion, but rather with finding that foundation in something greater than oneself. You know, we need to have some kind of foundation from which we can draw our moral bearings. And this is exactly what's missing. All around the globe, people are murdering one another. People are just killing other humans like it's absolutely nothing. Mass shootings here in the U.S. are on the rise. 
more Americans actually died in gun-related injuries in 2020 than any other year. I understand that there's many people who don't believe in a higher power and live these fulfilling, meaningful lives while they're contributing positivity to society, and I totally respect that. However, there's some potential risk to not believing in something bigger than oneself. Really, without believing in something bigger, it can be difficult to find a sense of purpose and direction in life. And where does this lead? It leads to feelings of emptiness, of boredom, and or apathy. And in my line of work, I really see this in many younger guys. And there seems to be a, a lack in leadership taking place. It's easy to lose perspective and become self-absorbed when we don't believe in something bigger than ourselves. This can lead to selfishness, to greed, and a lack of concern for others. When we believe in something, or when we have faith in something, this is what provides a moral compass. And this compass is, is what helps us guide our behavior, and it's part of our decision making. And without this guidance, it can be difficult to know what is right or wrong. And maybe to make ethical decisions along with providing a sense of connection to a larger community or cause, right? This, this disconnect can make it difficult to find a sense of belonging and support. I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but from my point of view, I feel as though morality has been completely thrown out the window. It seems as though it's completely extinct in today's society. There's this attitude that anything goes, which is very problematic. There is no longer any differentiation between right or wrong. And, and again, it's a very troubling sign. The idea that morality is unnecessary, interpreting morality so that it fits one's, you know, own needs, indulging in one's ego, denying the existence of something greater, are all prevalent beliefs in today's society. The question of whether or not the world is becoming less moral is a subject of dispute, right? There's many people that are in disagreement with me, and some people agree it, it really just depends. Everybody has their own divergent opinion on this. But I want to look at some of the reasons why there might be a moral decline. We see it. There's a collapse of traditional institutions such as religion, you know, the churches, the family and community organizations that has resulted in in a lack of moral direction and really a disintegration of social standards. I mean, values are totally changing. More than a third of Generation Z identifies as non-religious and they're far more likely to identify as atheist or agnostics. 
And again, that's okay. This I'm just sharing some information. Others might feel that the rise of individualism and consumerism has resulted in a society that really prioritizes self-interest and monetary gain at the price of compassion, empathy, and social responsibility. And others say that the growth of technology and media has really made people less sensitive to violence, made pop culture more sexual, and really made people have a lack of critical thinking skills. So the masses, you know, are being bombarded and overloaded with different information. We all are, right? We all are, which can cause so much confusion. I found it within myself. People don't know what to believe anymore. We have one foot in this virtual world and one foot in reality. And that creates instability in a sense. Virtual reality is this illusory reality. And there's really nothing to truly grab onto there. And that's where most of these younger kids are spending their time. That's all they really know. The younger people who use social media really are three more times likely to be depressed, placing a big percentage of the population at risk for suicide and all suicidal thoughts and and actions as well. Let's just talk about the news. You know, there's a lot of people that tune into the news. They want to know what's going on. Watching the news and spending too much time between the news and social media. It can have various impacts on the body and the mind. I've said this before, it's called television for a reason. It's a programming tactic. They're giving or sharing information through vision and sound. Tell a vision. This is being impressed into our subconscious minds to become their consumers. So it has a huge effect on our physical health, what we're consuming. And if you watch enough of it, it, this is scientific research, it can raise your odds of having a heart attack or other health issues later on. Anxiety and stress levels have risen as a result of this media's concentration on negative events such as the violence, tragedy, and catastrophe. So when we have continuous exposure to these stories, it's obviously going to cause anxiety, it's going to cause tension, and emotions of hopelessness and despair. And some people aren't even aware that it's exposing them to this. You know, they watch it, but they don't know. It's like drinking something and not realizing it's poison. So with this, is is the world getting better or worse? It's not a simple answer, you know, because it relies on really how you define better and worse. There's various indications that suggest that growth 
and progress are taking place in many areas, right? As well as the challenges and the problems in other areas. Wherever we are in the world, we're always, always going to encounter negativity. It's always going to exist. And in the end, it depends on how we respond to these challenges and work together towards creating a better future for everyone. And this is very important. It's like the work we do on ourselves with our own personal challenges. We also have to work on the challenges outside of us to make the world better. You know, if we don't do something, who will? And the better that we become, the better the world becomes. And maybe, maybe these things are happening to show humanity that we can do better and that we can make something better in this world. I mean, really, look, there's been never a better time to be alive in the history of mankind than there is today. Well, some would say the 60s, 70s, and 80s were it, but (laughs) in all seriousness, though, there has never been a better time to be alive. And I want to share some of these wonderful things that are happening This is a tiny, eensy pinhead of what's improving in this world. Right now, there's an endless amount of food. Murder rates in the United States are significantly lower than they were in the 80s and the 90s. With new drugs and treatments, cancer is becoming less of a death sentence every year. Humpback whales are no longer on the endangered species list. How amazing is that? Bison are roaming England again for the first time in thousands of years. The Netherlands had to close some of their prisons and will continue to close even more in the coming years because of the lack of people, right? That the crime rates are dropping. The ozone layer is repairing itself right? The United States and throughout the world, life expectancy is at an all-time high. The fatality rate of cancer has decreased significantly over the last two decades. It's actually fallen 20%. We're, We're better educated than we ever were before. Childhood mortality has plummeted. Poverty rates have really never been lower. The access to knowledge and studies has is abundant. You can get it anywhere. We get to connect and meet so many people all across the globe on a daily basis. And so many people are stepping up and doing their part to make the change happen. It's part of the mission. So let's talk about how we can be more positive Okay, we all know that what you focus on, we're ensuring that more of it will grow and that spreads like a wildfire, good or bad. So if you're more in the pessimistic mindset, that's what needs to change and removing the emphasis 
from the bad, becoming less pessimistic and more hopeful and optimistic. And this should be really the number one step to creating more positivity in our lives, you know, during these times. The negative thoughts really are taking up so much space and that space should be used for positive things. Those positive thoughts should be there, not the negative ones. We need to really exercise and perk up our brains. <laughs> you know, we have to pay maintenance not only to our bodies, but to our brains as well. You know, like the typical stuff, making sure you're getting enough sleep, eating right, exercising. This is all going to help the brain become happier and healthier, right? And I think one of the most essential things is you have to really identify what is actually causing this negativity. Meaning, where is it coming from? Right? I'm going to be doing a digital detox soon. <laughs> so this, in my opinion, is the, the fundamental problem for me, at least. My creative flow and my emotions have really both been noticeably disrupted by the media and what I'm viewing. So I'm about to finish up a project in about a week or two, and then I'm going to start. So I'm going to go on my own personal retreat from technology. Feel free to do the same and join me. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of discipline, right? Because I'm going to really, in order to do this, if you're serious enough, you have to only be able to use your phones for texts, emails, or calls. This is my plan. Hiding or removing the apps. You know, that's going to help relieve some of the temptation to going on other things on your phone. And I know it's a very difficult. It's going to be very difficult for me as well. But I just think of how good I'm going to feel after doing this for a while. And my brain is going to feel so relieved since, like I said, it's constantly being bombarded throughout a day's time to just give it a break and to use, you know, natural sources to, you know, as far as reading and playing instruments and that sort of thing. So hopefully you'd be willing to try it as well. I really would love to hear if this is something you're going to do. I also think that we can, when we can understand how life works, we can find positivity and peace there. Really reflecting on some of those universal laws, really, actually, that I shared a while back can be helpful. You know, this is the nature of the world. Up wouldn't exist without down. It's the same with the light and the darkness. We'll all have good days and we're all going to have bad days and that's okay. Throughout the day, there is a lot of beauty to take in. The fact that we wake up knowing that others are really longing for another day, that should be enough to make us grateful and to be positive that we're alive. The fact that we're here, we're developing, we're learning, we're evolving right now. This is wonderful. To put it in perspective, you can go spend some time with some older people, 
like old people who are alone, see how happy they are that you're spending time with them. It seems like I know many old people who are just alone, and it's sad. But when you go there, they're filled with joy, and it makes you feel good that you're making them feel good, giving them company. And you'll realize they're sitting there, that's someday going to be you. Life passes by so quickly, right? We really have to be open to and aware of these moments of pleasure throughout our days, being grateful for everything in life. The sun providing us with light, warmth, and food to eat. This is a good, positive thing, right? So really, what's around you? Who and what sort of people are there? What music are you listening to? What are the lyrics saying to you? What are you eating? What are you, what are you viewing? You know, how much time are you spending doing different activities? And how's your space? Is it messy? Is it neat? Is it organized? Pay close attention to whether you're feeding your brain positive nutrition or negative waste. I think one of the best nutritions for the body, mind, and soul out of anything is in giving. It's one of the best things we can do to help us feel good. You can give someone something that you have, anything that you have. It could be food, it could be water, clothing, money, knowledge, a helping hand, time, even love, right? Always keep that in mind. Even if that means, you know, making some sort of contribution to the environment or wildlife, we're meant to be givers to the earth and the people on it. Giving provides several advantages for the giver as well as the receiver. Our brains are really designed for giving. And this is known as that helper's high, actually, since it makes you feel so good. When we give, our endorphins fire off, our stress levels drop, our, our cortisol hormone falls. Giving to others causes our reward center to activate, and that makes you feel happy and good. By refocusing our attention away from our own issues and our own concerns, not that we're putting a blind, you know, blindfold on it, but when we can do that and put our focus on others' needs, it can also, you know, it can relieve that anxiety and stress. And as well as really, it enhances connections between people by encouraging feelings of appreciation and connection. It gives you a sense of purpose and meaning by allowing us to, to contribute to something bigger than ourselves, right? It can connect us with our values and beliefs. And again, research shows that giving lowers our blood pressure. It reduces our risk of chronic illness and increases longevity. When we do for others, it inspires people. And when that happens, it ripples out to other people in the world and so on. Yes, while pondering 
where you can contribute your efforts. (laughs) I have another suggestion. And it's incredible. Take a walk on earth barefoot. Here's why. No matter what your state of health is right now, having electrons from the earth moving through the body on a regular basis, preferably you want to do this daily, is really important for your health and mood. Earthing, this is also known as grounding. This is a practice that really involves making direct contact with the earth's surface, such as walking barefoot on the ground or lying on the grass. And it's based on this idea that the surface of the earth has a lot of um, free electrons. They can be taken into the body through direct contact. And this is thought to have many, many health benefits. The scientific basis of earthing is that the earth surface has a negative charge and our bodies accumulate a positive charge due to all this EMFs, the electromagnetic fields from our phones, electrical devices, power lines, and other sources. So this positive charge can cause inflammation in our bodies. It can cause pain and other health problems. There's claims that making direct contact with the earth's surface can neutralize this positive charge and provide things as reducing inflammation, improving sleep, reducing stress, and even enhancing immune function. It's amazing, actually. All these things are beneficial for boosting our, our, our positivity in our minds, right? Another important factor is keeping a routine daily can help with a positive mindset. It reduces stress as well. It can lead to better mental health because it's, you're not feeling so frazzled on what to do. So you're more relaxed and less anxious. You know, squeeze in some yoga. There's really regular yoga practice promotes mental clarity and serenity. It raises bodily awareness and it also alleviates chronic stress patterns. It calms the mind. It centers our attention and sharpens concentration. Meditate or pray. Pray for the people. Pray for the world. Prayer is very powerful. You can listen to classical music, which has been shown to have some physiological effects as like a massage by creating this calming effect that improves the mood. Pondering on on how you can make a difference in the world, how can you help? That would be my number one suggestion for trying to stay positive in this in this world. Try and seek the good in every challenging situation, no matter how dark it might seem. The bottom line is stay away from sources, stay away from people where you know it's going to affect your mood. If you don't go online, you're not going to miss much. Trust that. We did it back in the day. We didn't have the internet and things were just beautiful back then. There's a slew of different libraries filled with amazing books that will uplift your mind, your body, your soul. 
waiting to be held by your hands. Okay? So make a difference in your mood, and that will make a difference in the world. I think I'm going to sign off here tonight. I appreciate you tuning in. I know this is a little bit long, and I was a little jumbled up with my thoughts and my words just because I feel like my mind is like a scatterbrain right now. So it is what it is. And I look forward to coming back soon. Hopefully I can get back here next week. And eventually I'll get back on a normal schedule when things settle down. And you be well, take care, and I will talk soon.